Welcome to the Open Source Way. This is our podcast, SAP's podcast series about the difference that open source can be. In each episode, we will talk to experts about open source and why they do it the open source way. I'm your host, Carsten Hohage, and today I'm going to talk to Jordan Pavlov and Dragomir Anachkov about the project Eclipse Dirigible. Hi, Dragomir, and hi, Jordan. Hi, Carsten. Hi, Carsten. Happy to be here with you. Great to have you here. Now, Jordan is a project lead of Eclipse Dirigible and a solution architect for the project XSK. Uh, both are open source projects. He's also one of the major contributors uh, on the two GitHub repositories. Jordan joined SAP in 2013 and was part of the core teams working on what is now known as SAP business technology platform. Recently, he switched his focus mostly toward helping SAP customers and partners to migrate and develop their solutions to SAP BTP. Uh, Dragomir is a user assistance developer at SAP since uh, 2016, I think. Apart from writing documentation, he's also an avid video creator. He has been working on the Eclipse Dirigible project for the past four years by contributing to its documentation and the YouTube channel. So, where are you located right now, Dragomir? Are you at home? Yeah, exactly. In Sofia, Bulgaria. And I think Jordan's there as well. I mean, here. But you're both not in the office and are working from home as most of us do these days. No, no. Since the start of the pandemic, we are still in the home office mode. So it's been almost two years. Wow. Uh, you've been constantly only working from home all this time? Yeah, since uh, March 2020, we're working from home all the time. Wow. Okay. It's kind of nice, you know, <laughs> you get used to it. Uh, I never really got used to it. That's why I have to confess I'm today in the office. Uh, I do this like once or twice a week. Uh, but I don't know, here in, in, in Waldorf, in the Waldorf buildings at least, I'm not aware of anything happening. But uh, we don't want to be talking about the pandemic uh, and and these things for too long, I guess. Let's get uh, to what we're here for, Eclipse Dirigible. Um, can either of you tell everyone in short what that is? Yeah, I can briefly talk a bit about uh, the project and what it represents. Uh, Eclipse Dirigible is a platform that provides development tools and a runtime environment to developers. It has its own web IDE, and it also provides an in-system development experience based on JavaScript, where we provide our own set of uh, JavaScript server-side APIs. It's quite different from what Node.js has to offer. And this in-system development experience is similar to what we've had at SAP for many years. And it's also known as um, the above programming model. At Eclipse Dirigible, we support both the standard programming model, which uh, basically means that developers code their apps manually uh, from start to finish. And uh, we also support the low-code, no-code programming model, uh, which means that uh, we provide developers with uh, the appropriate tools to help them code their applications uh, faster and more easily. Okay, so most of all, it's a development environment, right? And it has this special relationship 
uh, with uh, what we also mentioned at the beginning, uh, XSK. What is XSK and, and how does it relate to dirigible? Maybe you are done at this point. So XSK, uh, first let's start with what XSK proposed. So it's kind of compatible runtime environment and also development environment for XS classic applications. So this kind of uh, uh, applications that were running on the SAP, uh, now known as uh, Business Technology Platform, but uh, back then it was SAP Cloud Platform, and it was some kind of development module uh, that was uh, done in the HANA system itself. So it has this in-system development capabilities to offer. And um, what we are currently offering with XSK as it is an open source project, we are offering a way for our partners and customers to continue uh, using their applications, but transfer them into the new uh, cloud environment that ACP has to offer, which is based on Kima and Kubernetes. So basically, this is what XSK is, and uh, the relationship between dirigible and XSK is uh, very special right here, because XSK is actually uh, using as a foundational layer the dirigible project. So we can assume that um, 90% of what XSK has to offer is coming from dirigible, actually. Okay, and I don't know if I understood that correctly. Uh... XSK is basically an environment where you can pretend uh, that the HANA XS server is still being supported, which has actually been deprecated a couple of years ago, right? Exactly, exactly. So it kind of emulates the application and you don't have to rewrite them from scratch. Just basically keeps the investment of partners and customers. Keep the investment. That's a good keyword, I guess. Uh, now, um, both these separate projects, right? There is the Dirigible Open Source Project and the XSK Project, uh, which are separate, right? But XSK basically runs inside Dirigible. Could we say it like that? Okay. And, the, and they're both fully and truly open source? Or what do we need to note about them as far as that's concerned? Uh, yeah, uh they are both uh, truly, fully, truly open source. Eclipse Ridgeville is an open source project, part of the Eclipse Foundation since 2015. It is a founding member of the Eclipse Cloud Development Working Group, along with Eclipse Che, Eclipse Thea, among others. Uh, Eclipse Ridgeville started internally at ICP more than, more than 10 years ago. And during this period of time, it went through several major updates. And its latest version of 6.0 includes OE system development and local features that the developer might need. Uh, and you can try out Eclipse Dirigible by going to our official website, dirigible.io. Uh, there on the home page, you can click the try it out button and you can immediately start uh, a trial instance of Eclipse Dirigible of the web IDE. And it's also open for anyone to contribute or is it? a largely SAP-driven project? Everyone's free and, yeah, you're all free to contribute. Uh, you can just go to our GitHub repository. There is a link on the homepage of our website uh, that leads to, to our repository. And there you can um, post issues, uh, ask questions. There is also a discussion step there. So, yeah, 
uh, feel free to, to join in and ask questions and contribute. We'll be happy to, to have you. Okay, great. Um, and then uh, now that we know that it's open for everyone uh, in a little more detail, uh, how, how exactly is it used? Is it like it's totally independent runtime environment or do you plug it into something else? Uh, what are the use cases? Just a little more detail. Yeah, maybe I can spend like an hour talking about all the use cases and <laughs> the things that it can be used for. But uh, briefly, what we can say that it has a runtime environment, so something like an application server like Tomcat, and it has a design time environment, so it has basically a web ID. Of course, when you pick it your production application, then you can just uh, eliminate the web ID and package the application along with the runtime environment only. So uh, there are two flavors of application development. So first of all, Eclipse Dirigible is for application development, mostly for business application development. Uh, yes, it can be integrated with uh, the services that are coming from the cloud platform, but also in the same time, Uh, dirigible can run locally, so you can think of uh, something that uh, can even be run on on-premise uh, instances. So this is important for SAP customers as well. Uh, or on the other hand side, it, it can just use some of the services that are coming from, from the cloud platform, like uh, SAP HANA cloud instances or for example, Postgre or even some messaging and whatsoever. So uh, this is how you actually install it, deploy it. But uh, from the application point of view, you have these two flavors of application development. You have the pro-code application development guy and the low-code application development guy. And the first guy uh, can basically write manually whatever he wants in the way he wants. And uh, we uh, give him the, the tools that he needs. So you have... Um, Monaco editor that you can use to edit your um, code. Uh, basically, we support server-side JavaScript code to be written. It is uh, actually important to say that it is not Node.js, and we are using under the hood uh, Graal.js and Graal.vm that are coming from Oracle, both open source projects, uh, to execute our um, server-side JavaScript. And... Um, What is also important to mention here that it is uh, synchronous JavaScript. You don't have this uh, callbacks and async awaiting that you have in Node.js and it is multi-threaded. So we basically leverage uh, what uh, Tomcat um, provides us so it can scale many, many threads at the same time. And you can just write the code synchronously. So what I missed to mention is that it's actually based on Java and it requires Java to run. And uh, maybe a smaller portion of the use cases is to use only a parts of Dirigible as a, as a frameworks and to embed uh, that parts in your application. So for example, we have uh, one module that can be embedded and actually could replace a uh, JPA. So it's kind of lightweight persistence manager. It's uh, for Java applications to be embedded. Uh, we have a similar framework, which actually provides all, all data capabilities, uh, again, for Java. And it can be integrated with um, Liquibase for change set management. So all that can be used separately of, 
dirigible. And uh, for the local application development, maybe what I did not mention is that you have this drag and drop capabilities to model your application. So basically to model your uh, domain model, to have relationship between entities, then to, for example, select one of the entity, provide some settings like uh, what should be the user interface, what should be the widget there, whether it's a text box or a drop down or a number or whatsoever. And then with a few clicks and with a few metadata that you need to input, the complete application is basically generated. By the way, you can provide your own set of templates, so it's pretty extensible. So that's in short. Okay, that that was the the medium long version after the short version in the beginning. I won't even pretend that I understood everything you said. I understood some at least, um, but uh, a little bit of another perspective on that. Why would I use dirigible? I mean, apart from uh, it supporting uh, the XS programming model, uh, why would I use dirigible instead of another Eclipse based application development environment? Yeah. So um, maybe what I did not mention in the beginning is that uh, Dirigible is not a general purpose web ID. So for example, you have the Eclipse uh, ID, the most popular one, the Eclipse tier, the Eclipse J of tier web IDs. So you have also on the SAP side, this uh, business application studio, but most of them, they actually provide a um, generic way how to develop applications. So. Uh, you can write uh, there in Java, in JavaScript, in Python, or whatsoever. And uh, here in uh, Eclipse Dirigible, what we strive to achieve is actually to provide a tailored environment for application development. We promote only this uh, JavaScript uh, um, server-side language that we have as a target for the application development. We have the tooling that you need actually to develop applications, or we have a set of um, prepared uh, perspectives that you'll be using during the, the application development. So it's a really a tailored environment for exactly few kinds of applications that needs to be developed. And most of them are really tailored to the needs that SAP customers and partners have so far. I seem to remember when we talked before this recording here uh, that you said something about uh, um, Eclipse Dirigible being the only uh, programming environment uh, supporting especially the, how did you call it? Low-code development. The low-code? So basically Dirigible is one of the kind so far, so it's uh, open source. It uh, provides low-code capabilities, so you have uh, many tools uh, nowadays that provides this kind of capabilities, but uh, I would say all of them are actually paid. You have to have some contract to use them and to pay for them on a regular basis, and Dirigible is actually open source, and you can just take it and use it, and if you want, you can extend it like we did with the XSK project itself um, of course there are also another projects that provide local capabilities uh, from what we have in the eclipse foundation but they're mostly towards the desktop uh, applications and they're actually 
not uh, IDs from themselves, but some kind of frameworks you can think of. And uh, they don't run in the browser. So that's uh, what distinguish us from the competition. So we run in the browser, we are web IDs, we are tailored, and we provide lo- local features, and we are open source. But that also means it's not limited to just servicing uh, the XS model. Yes, of course. Okay. So what other uh, like models or programming styles uh, does it support uh, specifically? So, for example, what I mentioned for this drag-and-drop capabilities is actually known as model-driven architecture. So you have um, the domain model of your um, application. You can model the entities, so you can just drag-and-drop entity at a uh, few fields for it, like first name, last name, age, whatsoever. Then uh, add uh, drag and drop another entity, uh, link them uh, together. All of this happens in a visual editor, of course. So it's uh, really nice uh, to have the entities there. So you can actually visualize it. So for example, uh, uh, what we have in CAP, the cloud application programming model, uh, you have uh, like right now uh, text definitions only. Of course, they could be very complex, but what we miss there right now is uh, the ability to see uh, the domain model. So just have a glimpse on it and say, okay, I have the customer, the partner, the sales, and whatsoever entities there, and I I, I want to extend that one, or I, I need to change that one. You know, So you really have to write the text. So it's kind of... Uh, reading an article versus uh, watching a video on YouTube. So it's that kind of difference. Okay. So this is for the model-driven architecture. Of course, uh, another style of the local, because in the local application development, we have uh, many styles, and with uh, some colleagues, we determined that they are up to 44 at the, that time. Most probably by now, they're more than 60, so you have uh, very different flavors like uh, as I say, MDA, which is model-driven architecture, BPM, which is business process modeling, you have AI, even AI-assisted development, you have this uh, FP, RPA, which is uh, robotic process automation, and many, many other flavors. So I don't want to list them all. And uh, the other major flavor that we support is the business process modeling. So you can model the steps of one business process. So you can imagine, uh, for example, a checkout process. So you can model all of the steps of the checkout. For example, the validation of the card, then the transaction itself, then uh, sending a notification to the shipment department to place the shipment in. And all of that could be modeled as a process because it's a complex thing. And uh, the processes are actually one of the things that SAP is famous for. Sounds interesting. Let's uh, maybe get back to the the XS uh, part of it, uh, because that, of course, is probably a very interesting thing for long-year SAP customers who have uh, been doing things on XS in years before. we already said it basically is able to emulate uh, XS still being around, right? Um, 
Can, can you just tell us the story, maybe, uh, what, what exactly was XS uh, and now how does it come to the necessity to emulate it these days? Okay. Uh, so to tell the story of XS, I have to go back in time like uh, 10 years ago. So it started uh, even before uh, Dirigible have started. So it is a um, proprietary development model that SAP has to offer. It was uh, in the beginning of uh, 2010, 2009, something like that. So back then it actually started. It um, has um, the goal uh, to be to be able to place your application code uh, closest to the database. So the the turnaround time between the application and database is uh, really low. So the latency is really low. Also, on the other hand, sorry to interrupt. That was the the early HANA paradigm to get the algorithm to the data instead of the data to the algorithm, right? Exactly, exactly that paradigm. And um, on the other hand side, you have uh, this HANA in-memory database, so technologies or approaches to solve for certain uh, business case and combined together, they had uh, this uh, really nice uh, use case, so as you said, uh, to put the algorithms uh, closer to the database instead of the other way around. So <clears throat> uh, back then, it was... Uh, quite uh, a thing for SAP and it uh, faced a lot of adoption and once we start with the SAP cloud platform back then so what we had is um, this large SAP customers that uh, adopted this uh, approach this paradigm and of course many among uh, the SAP customers in the cloud as well so they started using that and it turned out that uh, after several years, that approach was not that good because on the one hand side, it was a proprietary thing. So it was very hard for partners and customers to actually contribute and to guide the, the direction to where it should be going. And uh, so it uh, became a pain. And also in the same time, all of the, that guys were heavily invested on on that Texas applications and uh, they had like a uh, hundred and thousands of lines of codes and they spent uh, millions uh, for the applications for the support and so on and <laughs> what is SAP famous for is that uh, uh, for the companies the most critical scenarios are running actually on the SAP software and that was the case for the access applications as well so it was certainly important for uh, customers and partners to keep the access development model alive. And uh, because many reasons, uh, we ACP determined that this uh, new cloud platform, new environment needs to be stopped. And uh, we need to adopt to the modern world, to the Kubernetes, to the Cloud Foundry based one. And uh, since the beginning of uh, that year, and maybe late 2020, we started thinking about moving these customers to the newer environment, and XSK is basically the tool to do so. Uh, what is we have in common with uh, Dirigible, XSK, and the uh, XS development model is that in-system development experience. 
so it's very similar to what we have in above. So you just write your, for example, in XS, XSJS code. So it's uh, again a JavaScript code. It uh, uses uh, a set of uh, predefined APIs uh, that are starting with this door sign dot, uh, for example, door sign dot request, and then you can uh, use the request to get, for example, the query parameters or whatsoever. So we can provide very easily with Dirigible and XSK that the same experience and um, the migration happens to be very easy. Okay, so that's around, uh, as you also said in the beginning, to, to protect these millions of invests that have been made into that programming model, right? That's mighty nice of us. Does that mean uh, it's pretty popular? Like, uh, I don't know, do you know how many productive customer landscapes are using uh, XSK-based applications? Do you have an idea about numbers there? Or So that's actually a very good question because right now, as I said, uh, we start the effort like uh, end of 2020. So we've spent so far around a year. And now we are at the beginning or maybe at the middle of um, <coughs> this uh, first adoption program. So it's actually for early adopters that want to test the approach. So we select a few customers and we're trying to co-innovate with them and to run their scenarios. So far we have like uh, three customers and they're huge uh, that have uh, tested XSK. The feedback is uh, quite positive. And I think uh, that we scheduled a productive release or general available J release for the middle of 2021. So after that, what I am hoping to see is this huge, huge adoption. So actually they are like uh, thousands and thousands of customers that are using that and uh, we just need to get into the right place of uh, maturity so uh, just not to have uh, so much bugs you know so <laughs> it's an open source project in the end uh, and we want to provide the enterprise uh, features that ACP is famous for but on TechEd, Jan Schaffner our uh, higher so he's part of the hire management and what he promised is actually to provide an enterprise great capabilities for the XSK project. So we are starting open source, we're putting all the best uh, effort, all the know-how, all, all the best practices uh, that we have inside SAP, do it in the open source and then run it uh, inside SAP for our customers. So on the one hand side, um, their investment is protected because if we say one day, okay, we stop at all XSK and XS development model, the code, the GitHub repository is there, everyone could take it, even a partner can take it, build it, and then run. So basically we guarantee that it won't die. If that now sounded interesting uh, for many people out there, where do they go to find more Dragomir? Where does one start? As I mentioned earlier, uh, first of all, you can you can check our website for at least Dirigible, dirigible.io. There we have a section uh, with our documentation. Uh, we have also a huge amount of blogs written and published throughout the years. Uh, and we have a sample section if you're looking for, for examples and uh, we have also a link to our APIs. 
Uh, and of course, as I, as I mentioned, you can click the try it out button uh, to, to start the trial instance and check it out there. Uh, and of course, there is a link to our repository where you can, you can post um, issues, uh, start discussions, submit feature re requests. Um, and yeah, if you, feel free to give us a start there as well, uh, if you want to. We also have a YouTube channel called Eclipse Dirigible, where we have around 30 videos so far. Uh, and we also have another channel, uh, but this time on OpenSAP. It's a microlearning OpenSAP channel where we have four videos so far, but we are planning to, to add more uh, throughout next year. And we are also available on Twitter at dirigible underscore IO. And for XSK, there is a separate website. It's xsk.io. And yeah, it's under development, but feel free to, to check it out. Okay, thanks. And I'm sure we'll have the links under the link to the podcast to all the major channels that you just mentioned. Now that we know where people go to get started, we are close to coming to an end. If you had two or three main points that our listeners should take away from this today, what would they be? Or you can alternate or however you want to do this. In short, I'll try to start first. So Eclipse Dirigible and XSK are both open source projects. You're welcome to join and uh, co-innovate with us. Uh, Eclipse Dirigible is mostly for uh, pro-code developers and low-code de developers at the same time. It provides in-system development capabilities. So you just write your code, save it, and it is activated on the fly. So you don't have to compile, you don't have to deploy. It's up and running in the cloud. And for the XSK, we preserve the XS uh, development model, and it's uh, really important for SAP customers and partners to do so. Okay, I counted three points here. Uh, so, Dragomir, you have a maximum of one that you can add if you want. Uh, I think Jordan summarized it pretty well. I don't have anything to add. But feel free to, to contribute and, and contact us. Great. All right. You heard that. Feel free to contribute. Uh, for now, I want to say uh, thank you, Jordan, and thank you, Dragomir. Thank you, too, Karsten. Thanks. That's it for today. This uh, was the Eclipse Dirigible episode of uh, The Open Source Way. Uh, you can hear us with a new episode every last Wednesday of the month, and you'll find episodes on all the regular channels from OpenSAP to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. Uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, hope you will do that again. Uh, that's it for today, and goodbye. Goodbye.